Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making, and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Well, hey there, friend. I am so glad that you're with me today. Can you even believe that it is August already? My daughter actually starts school next week, and I think it's the earliest first day of school that we've ever had. And we also have two weeks left before my son heads back to university, which is just crazy. It feels like we just brought him home after his first year at school. So anyway, August is a big month in my family. Both of my kids' birthdays are this month, and uh, my husband's and I have our anniversary later in the month as well. And with all the back-to-school stuff, It's just super busy, but it is also a month that is very reflective for me. It's a time of year when I really look back at how far we've come with the kids and we marvel at how much time has passed. And with the school year bearing down upon us, it's really made me think about when my kids first started middle school. And I have to admit, it was a rough season for them and for me. That transition from elementary school to middle school can be so challenging. It is another step towards letting them go and letting them be more independent. But the thing is, it's hard to know where to start first in that process and how much responsibility is too much for them and when should I step in and when should I stay out of things? Not to mention that that sweet little fifth grader that you knew from last year has vanished sometimes. In their place is someone who often changes on a dime, happy-go-lucky one minute and snarly and irritated the next. You might find that your child wants to cuddle with you on the couch one night to watch movies and then the very next day just angrily shugs off your touch on their shoulder or whatever. Your kid may tell you that they never, ever, ever want you to call them baby or sweetheart in front of people again ever. So it can be hard to keep up. And now we're going to throw in changing schools on top of everything else. And if you're like me, one of the very hardest parts can be not taking it all personally. However, everything that's going on with your middle schooler is perfectly normal and to be expected. In fact, if it wasn't so darn frustrating, we might even celebrate it. And here's the best way I've found for explaining why. So hang with me here for a sec. I want you to think back to when your little darling was a newborn. Do you remember those little noises that they made and the smell of their necks as you held them on your shoulder to burp them and how sweet they were right after bath time? Now, once you have that picture in your head, I want you to fast forward a couple of years and think about your sweet baby as a three-year-old. The kid is talking and running and climbing and asking why incessantly and I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, when you compare that three-year-old to the newborn, it is astounding how much growth has happened, isn't it? Like, not just physically, but emotionally and intellectually, too. Their language has developed. 
Their fine and gross motor skills have grown. They have begun to differentiate themselves from you. They've started exploring and discovering the world around them, and they've learned how to make friends. Now, you may be wondering why I'm going on and on about babies and toddlers on a show about middle schoolers. It's because that same kind of radical change and growth that happened in the first three years of your kid's life is very, very similar to what happens to them once they hit puberty. All of those same kind of changes, their physical bodies are changing exponentially, their brains are expanding, um, their emotions are expanding, all kinds of things are going on in their brain and, and being grown and ordered and all of the things. And they change so very much It's the reason that when I was still a classroom teacher, when my former eighth grade male students came back to visit as ninth graders, I often didn't recognize them, like drastic change, which is actually what we want for our kids, for them to grow, to become more independent, to become responsible, compassionate people and adults. So when my kids were in middle school, when every conversation felt like a confrontation, and when I wanted to curl up and cry, because sometimes, to be honest, they were just plain mean. I really did try to remember that their bodies were going through a drastic metamorphosis. That's part of their journey to adulthood. Now that metamorphosis meant that we had some hurdles to get past for school. It meant that as we stared into the abyss of sixth grade, I had no idea how to proceed. Now, fortunately, my kids had some amazing teachers and I had some really good friends who were a few steps ahead of me in the parenting journey. So we figured it out as we went. Now, with school starting for most of us very soon, I thought I would share with you guys what I learned along the way about having kids in middle school. So if you have kids who are about to hit middle school, here are some of the things that I wish I had known. And just to give you guys a heads up about the rest of the month of August, this is actually a series that I'm starting to help you as your kids are getting ready for school and as they start school to figure out, is your child and are you ready for middle school? Okay, so the first thing that I'm going to talk about on today's show is that the biggest friend that you will have when your kids are in middle school is structure structure, 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 because middle school is the time to help kids take more step to- steps towards independence. But that doesn't mean that we want to leave them hanging. When we create structure around things, it can actually give your kids the freedom to step into more independence. Now that may sound counterintuitive, but it's true. Now I know I've used this analogy from Madeline Lingle before, but if you look at a haiku, which is a very structured poem with a prescribed number of syllables and lines, you can see that there is infinite possibility for individual creativity within it. So in those three lines with their 17 syllables in a five, seven, five pattern, one has the freedom and the power and independence to write anything that you want. And it's the same for our middle schoolers. Creating structures for them is a really great way to help them move towards independence. So the first area where I would say you want to introduce some structure and talk to your students about this and have them be part of the planning process is within rituals. Now, first off, if the word ritual is throwing you, just know that it is a fancy way of saying routine. 
So for your middle schoolers, giving them structures around their routines might look like providing them with the time frame of something and the tasks. So to give you an example, let's just look at a morning ritual. What time does your student need to get up? What time are you going to be walking out the door? And then what tasks need to be done in between? So that is the structure. It's the when and the what. The how will be up to your child, right? So you want to make a list of every little thing from brushing their teeth to picking up their backpack and lunchbox on the way out the door. Get it all down and then go over the information with them and uh, let them decide in what order to do the tasks. They may even have the freedom to decide to move some of their tasks to their evening ritual instead of doing it in the morning. Maybe things like showering. Do they want to do it in the morning or in the evening? Or maybe even picking out their clothes. Do they want to do it at night or in the morning? So you can see where they're doing the things that they need to do. And you've helped them remember what those are and know what those are, but they control how they're going to do it. Okay, the second area where you're really going to want to have some structure is in the area of schedules. And for my family, and I should say, honestly, for me, I found that once my kids hit middle school, one of my own biggest challenges was keeping track of all the things from games and performances to meetings and fundraisers. Being the ish girl that I am, let's just say that we missed some stuff. And I don't know if you're like me, but I hate that sinking feeling when I realize I've missed something important. So when my kids were in elementary school, I was the calendar queen, a job that wasn't super challenging because I could always just email my kids' teachers to confirm or clarify anything. That really changed once they hit middle school, which made it the perfect time to put them in charge of communicating their important dates. So I bought a flip calendar and a magnetic pencil holder and colored pencils, and I put all of it on our fridge. Each one of us chose a color and we were all in charge of writing our own stuff down on the calendar. So from events and tests and projects, plans with friends, field trips, all of the things, whether it was me or my husband or our two kids, it all went on the calendar. That not only took the pressure off of me, and believe me, I gladly relinquished my calendar queen crown, but it also had that added benefit of, you guessed it, moving my kids towards being more independent. Now, the third area where I would say structure is super beneficial when your kids are starting middle school is in organization. Now, this last one is a little bit trickier, at least for me, because organization can be so very personal. What works for me might not work for my kids and vice versa. So when it comes to structuring your home organization and your kids organization for school, it's good to be super flexible and to adopt an attitude of curiosity rather than defaulting to frustration. Trust me, I learned this one the hard way. So here are a couple of ideas that have worked for our family and we continue to tweak things. At home, I try to have designated spots for things like a spot for kids to put any forms or handouts that need to be signed, a place for backpacks to live um, once they're all packed and ready to go for the next morning, a place for all of the food that kids can use for their lunches and lunch boxes. I have a special spot in the fridge for that kind of thing. 
which sounds so much more Martha Stewart than our cluttered reality, because those places might be on our entryway floor or on the kitchen table. The point is, we all know where those spots are. Now, helping your kids organize their school stuff is a whole different animal. Some of their middle school teachers will tell them exactly what kind of supplies they need for class and how they want them to organize the folders or the notebooks and binders that they have, but other teachers are going to leave it up to your students. Plus, for staying organized overall for all their classes, your child is probably going to need a little direction. So this can be a great time to create connection with your child by sitting down with them and talking about all the different ways that they can keep track of their work, their future projects and tests, their class notes, etc, etc. So walking them through some different ways to do that and making sure you're asking a lot of questions about what they like and what works for them can go a long way towards building trust and communicating that you see that they're growing up. So providing structure and giving your middle schooler freedom to choose what to do within that structure is definitely a balancing act. And I have to say, you are not going to get it right every time, or maybe not even most of the time, but that is okay, because it's not about getting it exactly right. Because those times that something doesn't work or it falls through the cracks, those are the times that you get to model grace and flexibility and problem solving. Those are the times that you can choose to laugh at those mishaps and move on together, inviting everyone into the process of figuring out what to do next. So if your child is starting middle school this year and you're wondering if they or you even are 100% ready for it, I would love for you to check out my newest resource, Is My Child Ready for Middle School? It is a comprehensive checklist that includes the structures that I talked about in today's episode, um, and it goes through those in detail, and plus there is a ton more. I've included suggestions about how to set up those morning, afternoon, and evening rituals, how your child can stay organized and on top of their academics, and how you can set things up at home to keep everything running smoothly. I've also included some helpful printables to make things super easy for you. So if you are interested in getting the Is My Child Ready for Middle School resource, you can go to theishgirl.com forward slash middle school ready, all one word, or you can just head to the show notes for today's episode at theishgirl.com forward slash EP128. Okay, friends. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I am so very grateful for each of you. And I'm hoping that these next few weeks before school starts and those first couple weeks of school are really great for you and your family. And from an ish girl who is so looking forward to the first day of school and the routine that it brings, or if I'm being super fancy, the rituals that it brings, I'm so happy to be in the middle of it together. 